0: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brandon Shank, and welcome to the Brandon Shank Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome. It's smoggy. It's foggy. (laughs) I'm not feeling a little groggy, nor am I froggy. (laughs) Yeah. That's what it looks like when the air is unhealthy, people. Welcome to Virginia Beach. Yeah. East coast this week slammed by wildfires from Canada. I personally think they're trying to kill us.
1: Yeah. That just also it just blows my mind. I mean, I know it's possible, but it's just it I seems know. so far away. I know it's, it's I don't weird. know if it's in my mind, but I feel like my skin's itchy and I can't breathe well. <laughs> we walked out briefly my today. Eyes itch.
0: And you could smell it for sure. My eyes itch. And I don't get itchy eyes unless it's dust. And it's very rare. Like if I'm cleaning off a fan or something, yeah. it's got like a lot of dust. My eyes are, the only thing in my body that's sensitive to any allergy or anything is dust. And it's only my eyes. Yeah. Not my body. I don't I don't have, really have like bad allergies or anything. But this stuff makes me itch. It makes my skin itch and oh, yeah. my eyes itch. So I'm thinking it's something that's going to slowly deteriorate my body. Yeah. I think the Canadians are after us. <laughs> I mean, the air
1: quality is at the the term unhealthy hey after that it's very unhealthy is biological warfare dangerous so it's going to kill us over the course of the next five years you breathe <laughs> it in once slow death <laughs> yeah hope not
0: it's weird it is weird it's weird it's weird that you you know we're being affected by this our baseball practice got moved inside because yeah. of this. all this all the sports in the city are canceled tonight yeah um i had no idea this was coming i saw last night on my phone air quality alert and i'm thinking
1: yeah like like we just don't it. you don't think something from canada no. is gonna affect you really no I think it's
0: getting into my mind. I forgot what week it was about two hours ago. <laughs> like, completely forgot. Somebody yeah. wrote me about a party we have this Sunday for like our travel teams. And I was thinking, oh, that's today's only the fourth. That's the 11th. I was like, oh my gosh, it's the 11th. Now, to my credit, last weekend I was gone from church. I was preaching somewhere else. Yeah. So, like, it was like a week that didn't happen in your mind because you weren't home. Yeah. So it's easy to kind of forget that sometimes. Oh, yeah. You ever feel like that? Like, when oh, you're yeah. gone a week, you come back, like, oh my gosh, I missed a week. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. I was like, oh man, I got like a meeting this weekend after church. And then after that, I got this party. I was like, I oh, thought that was next yeah. weekend. So and all that was,
1: and that with baseball, it's like every night's the same anyway. So everything yeah. blurs together. It's Groundhog Day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You do feel like that though. Oh, yeah. Like my mind is just, I was like, oh my gosh, I got all this stuff going on. Yeah. You know? Do you get the feeling like, because again, it's wake up, you know, whatever your routine is in the morning, you go to work, you do your work, get done work, baseball, maybe dinner, put the kids to bed. And then you sit down, and you're like, "Well, I guess I'm going to bed." <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've I feel
0: like it's been left, right, left for a long yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Like this weekend right after church, I got a meeting for all star coaches up in the top of Virginia Beach, and then after that, I have a our for our travel team, we have a party, and then practices. Our championship was Monday night. We started practice for all stars on Tuesday. Our championship for rec ball balls Monday night. Practice started Tuesday. Yeah, and it's just been nonstop. And Jeez. I was like, I, "It's not that I mind it. I love it." But I literally, I for the first time in my life, I really forgot. I was like, I could, I was, I felt like I was transported. Like I lost a week of my life. Like it just dawned yeah. on me, this is not the fourth. It's weird. It's a, yeah, I think I'm losing my mind, bro. I'm it's 40. That but Jumanji
1: I think it's, meme. Things downhill for
0: you, Robin Williams. <laughs> what year is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hey, but on the exciting side, we got a giveaway alert. Oh, come on. Do we got any sound effects? you to finish it? I knew it was coming. Yeah. So winner's gonna receive this whole fit right here. If you're watching online, look at this. Look at this. Man. Palms established 2014 baby. Palms. See them? Got the sweatshorts. I like it. And uh, these are all, these are all the winner. Unir- the winners gonna receive this whole outfit. Um listen, these are unisex styles, all sizes, uh, and we can ship them anywhere in the world. Oh man. This is not just to the US. Anywhere in the world, we
1: would ship. I feel ship like this. you
0: should have had an echo on
1: the world, the world, the world. The, the world. world. The
0: world, the world. The there world. it is. <laughs> it isn't it. I have an echo. It's built in. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> So, how to enter is going to be later on in the podcast. Okay. To get this whole fit. This is the first time you've
1: seen them. What do you think, man? This is the first I time. I like you've, it. Yeah, I think it looks it's good. Cool. To it's cool. It's a vibe, especially the the yeah, the the yeah uh, what's that the co- collegiate kind yeah. of vibe. Yeah. I, like I like it. I like collegiate stuff. I like it. Um, There's we, more we got, stuff, too. Oh,
0: man. It looks got, good. And I saw yesterday all the gear for the first time yesterday. Yeah. So cool, man. The stuff yeah. is so great. And these shirts, you know, a lot of times you just want like a nice shirt to just fitted. The cool thing about these shirts is they're like, they're heavy. Yeah. And so they're like, you can wear them with nice stuff. Yeah. They're not just like a cheap shirt. And we, the packaging y'all are gonna get when we get these stuff to you. When the, so the the fifteenth is when our merchandise line drops, right? Yes. The packaging for all that, it's it's everything is detailed. There's surprises all over it. So when you order a piece of merchandise on the fifteenth, uh, when we send all that stuff out, um, it's gonna everything's detailed. So just trust me, everything is custom, and you're gonna love it nice. from the packaging to the product. You're going to love it. Yeah. And we're going to be writing some notes to people in there. We're excited. Nice. I'm excited because you know what? Um, for those of you who don't know, all of this merchandise, actually, the profits are all going to, as we're adding campuses um, and reaching more people, man. So yep. uh, it's just one of those things we're going to do to um, try to get people to see there's hope. Thank there you Jesus. Go. Come to Palms. Love it. We'll help you find it. Um, so, hey, what's bothering me? I don't really know if I like, I don't like this <laughs> segment because I feel like it's really negative. <laughs>
1: What's grinding my gears today? <laughs> yeah. What's
0: grinding my gears? Yeah, angled parking spots. <laughs> I tell you what, you we mean have like parking here, in here yeah. <laughs> but my truck—it's like I can be perfect, and like the tires are touching both <laughs> lines sometimes, and I just feel like I'm always wrong. But you know, when you go to the mall, there's angles and there's no arrows, and so sometimes I don't know which way to drive in.
1: Oh, yeah. You ever have
0: that before oh, yeah. when you
1: drive in the wrong way? You're like, dang it. I just it. ignore them. I don't care.
0: You see my point?
1: Yeah. And then when you're like, dang it, I got to back
0: in or figure this out. <laughs> and then when you pull out, if you back in an angle spot, you got to make like a three point pull out sometimes. Yeah. It's a mess, right? Yeah. I,
1: I, 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 agree. I get it.
0: How many spots are you adding by angling it? I'd like to know if you know the answer to this, mm. how many spots are you adding by angling a parking spot? That's a good point. Versus a normal spot. Why not yeah. just keep it real? I want to know what the science behind this is. Are we getting fancy just to get fancy? Is that? Yeah. There's got to be, I mean, if you're like, well, in the course of a 400,000 square foot parking lot, you add 300 spots. I'm like, okay, take the mall, for example. (laughs) How many times a year do you need those 300 spots? I would say once, maybe twice, Black Friday Friday. and day after Christmas, Yeah, right? I mean, our mall is packed here all the time. It's a good mall, but it's packed all the time. Any day, it's full. Like any night, it's full. Uh, Most time. I like it, but... The angle parking spots are killing me, man. They're driving me nuts. I just, I'm calling for a boycott of the mall because everybody else is boycotting stuff. So, boycott okay. the mall. Everybody boycott right now. The poor malls, man. I mean, I'm going to the mall. Dude, malls yeah. are on a downshift, but ours is hot. I like I like our mall. Our yeah. mall is good, man. I'm a fan of it. You got you got Champs, mm-hmm. you got Foot Locker. Yeah. I mean, if you can't judge by the, the shoe stores, you got Dick Sporting Goods. Yeah. Uh, we used to have a finish line, Foot Actions, all those things. I don't know how many of those are stored, but all the foot, the, you got Apple. Apple, I mean. Yeah. There's only a handful of things it's I nice. need and the necessities are here. Yeah. But I'll be honest, like sometimes I like going to those and, big box like Macy's and stuff, because like I don't know, it just kind of soothes me. Just yeah. old school. Well, yeah. It's it feels at home. Yeah. So why is that? It, it, you feel like Because you
1: grew up going to the mall. Do you I feel mean, like that? Yeah, that's absolutely. the way I feel. Yeah. Now I wasn't like a mall rat. I wasn't there all the time, but there's something there's it's nostalgic. Man, I've yeah. never heard anybody say that other than me. Yeah. It's home. It's like your second home.
0: It's like crackle barrel.
1: <laughs> but you can buy clothes. <laughs> the the store in front of Cracker Barrel does feel like home. That's true. It Any does. time of the year. Yeah. That's the thing Nick, with the mall. Next. If Anything. I
0: have a day off and I'm just tired, exhausted, emotionally just need a break, I will drive to the mall and walk around and yeah. just look. I don't even buy stuff, but just being there. Yeah. Cuz we used to go to the mall when I was a kid. My dad was a pastor so he took Mondays off and we'd always go to the mall. We lived 45 minutes from the closest mall when I moved to Maryland and we'd go to the mall all the time and just it was yep. just—it's nostalgic. Wow. I gotta
1: look something up really quick because I'm pretty sure parking spots. No, 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 no. I gotta shout them out because yes, that's what it is in the mall. There's one of those little like you know food vendor kiosk things called the pre- the Pretzel Twister, the best pretzels I've ever had in my life in this mall in our mall hmm. the Lynn Haven Mall. Okay, the Pretzel Twister. I love Shouting you out, the best pretzels. I promise you, you've never had a better pretzel. Is it there. new? No, it's been Is there it forever. in a kiosk or is it like in the, is it an actual
0: kiosk? No, it's like in just a store or is it like a kiosk? That's no, it's like in the
1: up? yeah, one of those little things right in the center. Like they of, have like the all?
0: different kind of ice cream that's like, yeah. you know,
1: smoky and whatever that's called. It's, Annie Ains ain't got nothing.
0: Whoa. I'm telling you. Whoa. Go try it. Go try it. Literally. I don't, listen, I'm I want to say, serious. let me say this. There's not a part of me that doubts that what you're saying isn't accurate. But I don't think it needs to be disrespectful to Annie Ann's. Okay. I'm not trying to be disrespectful because <laughs> that's that's personal. I mean, Annie Ann's, they're they, they on a different level. I mean, yeah, they're no longer Ann's, a sponsor. There's a, there's, a, there's a reason that Cinnabon and Annie Ann's are still
1: around. Both I, of those things are legit. I don't disagree because listen, back. But I'm going to take your word for it. I'm going to try. You know, it. back in Hagerstown, yeah. we had Annie Ann's. That's what we had. It's amazing. But when I came here, Lynn Haven Mall, Virginia Beach, the pretzel twister. The pretzel twister. There you have it, folks. I'm telling you. Maybe we need to get some pretzels on here and try them. Go get some. Hey, maybe I'll do that. That sounds good. I'll hold off. Just get a cup of the little mini bites. Not a pretzel. They have these little mini yeah. bite pretzels. oh my gosh.
0: You know, actually now that you say that, I like Annie Ann's mini bites better than the regulars. Yeah. I like the whole pretzel. You get it's almost like when you marinate chicken, I'll cut it up smaller so like the whole you get a lot more marinade on it. Yeah. Instead of like big chicken breasts. Yeah. And so it's like that with pretzels. Yep. You chop those suckers up, you get more covered in I'm butter. A, I'm a cinnamon sugar fella. Okay. Yeah. I'm I feel sure like the it.
1: classic. But the, yeah. You
0: say it's called the Pretzel Twister? I think so, yeah. I'm in. I'm I in. It up. I know that mall pretty well. I'll find it. Yeah, I'll snapshot it if I'm there. Yep. Um, I like it. Well, you know, this is the thing about money right now. So money and inflation are crazy, right? I mean, I don't know about everybody else. I'll be very vulnerable. Our house payment went up like a lot because of taxes. Yeah. You know? When you own a $10 million home, that happens. But... <laughs> I don't, so. (laughs) (laughs) See what you did there. Yeah, yeah, see that? But people, I was reading this article, people can't afford vacations. uh, And and right now it's funny because they say we just pay for everything. We pay monthly subscriptions. Like we're getting nickel and dimed today. Yeah. Yeah. But the other day I was leaving a restaurant and there was a sign on the, the door and it said no refund. If <laughs> it had this whole, like throw down, like somebody ticked the management off. <laughs> it says no refund. If your food is more than 25% consumed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, bro, first of all, ha- hats off to the manager for having that much grace. Yeah. Number two, come on, people, we're better than that. You're yeah. going to eat 25% of the food and then tell me you want a refund unless you find glass <laughs> or part of a the fingernail. Yeah. Like. Yeah. You know, I, mean? I I would just be amazed. We need to get a, a restauranteur on here and just ask them, tell me some of the stories of people that have tried to opt out of their bill uh, and what their excuse yeah. was. Oh, yeah. I would be interested in I'm that sh- conversation because I've been places where people tried to opt out and then take it home.
1: Yeah. Well, how about that? Carry out a-
0: the food they tried to get for free. Yeah,
1: not even not even restaurant people. Just put it. Maybe you've worked at a restaurant, but how about just putting in the comments your best restaurant story? Let's hear it. I love it. I want to know it. I want to know all of it. I'm sure there's good ones. Yeah. Well, you ask for it, and hopefully, we'll share them uh, the next podcast. Yeah, let's
0: do it. Yeah. yeah, if you got a restaurant story, I did one time see people try to get a free meal and then Don't they tried to take me. it home. You asked for it. That's a present. All right, we're already at it. We, we got go. one quick question, because we got a lot to cover here. My question is, Do you like, do you like they, they asked, do you like jelly on a chicken biscuit? David, it's a good question. And then it says, Pastor Buddy says it's the grossest thing ever. What, what like a Chick-fil-A? Like, I'm what guessing are we talking chi- I mean, here? who else makes chicken biscuits is my guess when I read this. Yeah. My thought was what you said, Chick-fil-A or what? But then I'm like, biscuits, uh, jelly all the time. Jelly on a chicken biscuit, jelly on a... I will eat jelly on an Egg McMuffin with ketchup. I'll mm. eat jelly on a biscuit with egg.
1: Okay. And not think twice. Listen, I'm not hating on it. I do some weird stuff. Is there anyone out there that uh maybe would get like a chicken sandwich from like Wendy's and put their frosty on it? <laughs> Is that what you do? That's what I do. You put a frosty
0: on it? I was how- a weird kid. Well, how do you eat it in time?
1: What do you mean how do you eat it? You time? put a frosty on it or do you eat it like a bite and then a bite. You of just take <laughs> you take a chicken sandwich. Now you know me, I've got weird uh texture issues. So it's just a plain chicken sandwich. Take the bun off. Spread some frosty on the top of it, put the bun back on, and eat it. It sounds disgusting, but, but you know how people dip their French fries in the frosty. Yeah, That's yeah really good. it's really good. It's the same thing. This, it's
0: just—I'll tell you my only problem with that. They kind of—it's—it's it's not would I do it? Yeah, I could try it, and I yeah. wouldn't bother me. I think it's the really cold to hot. Like a, a mediocre chicken, cold yeah. chicken might be a little gross. Yeah, but I'm like I eat cold chicken. Like okay, leftover Chinese, I hardly ever warm it up. Okay. I just feel like it's better. It tastes like it tasted when you bought it, when you eat it cold. But when you warm it up, it just loses its taste to me. It tastes different. Do you have an air fryer? Yeah. Put it in the air fryer. I'll tell you what, you actually have given me a lot of good tips on air fryer. (laughs) We don't use ours a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're just lazy, bro. I don't
1: ever use a microwave anymore.
0: Yeah. It's air fryer all day. Yeah. I just don't have that kind of, I don't don't, have patience, tolerance, or knowledge. It's magic. It's magic. I
1: believe you. There's not a,
0: I mean, there's a reason those things sell. And there's a reason we have one, but we don't use it. Yeah. So there was an article in the news I want to talk about. And I think it's something really important. And I think it's a, a bigger topic, but it says it's a, the article is titled A Revolt of Christian Homeschoolers. Uh oh. This is going to be fun. <laughs> All right. Everybody in, that was born in the 80s already, right now, you, you're in the 90s generation. So what the revolt is there's kids that were homeschooled that are now sitting. Now, Before, well, let me preface that this is not every kid who ever got homeschooled. I'm sure some of you were homeschooled and you loved your life and you're so glad you never had to walk into public school and you went to homeschool proms and everything else to do. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's what you loved. So I want to preface that. I don't, I do have a preference. It doesn't mean it's the right thing. I'm just saying I, my kids all go to public school. My wife uh, is a licensed public school teacher. Um, I went to public schools. I went to Christian school for four years, five years when I was in elementary. So I, I got a little bit of not homeschool, but a little bit of taste. My kids are all public school kids so I'll say that. It's, it's not saying one's right or wrong. I'm just telling you my background before I go into this article, and I know your kids are public school kids. Yeah. So the thing was, for Christians homeschooling, it became a way to bind kids to fundamentalist beliefs, is what some of these kids are saying. Mm. And now these aren't kids that are necessarily going rogue. They're just saying they never had some of the development other kids had. Yeah. And then it said some are going as far as uh, saying there should be more oversight over what's happening in homeschools, and that what happened to them wasn't right. mm. And then they go on to say that homeschooling is a system set up for abuse. That um, it strips children of the ability to get help and become mentally imprisoned to where you don't know what you need help for. Or you don't know, uh, you become imprisoned to where you can't get help because you're at home, you're with your family, your parents, or yeah. whoever's homeschooling you, and there's no outlet for you to get help if you're being abused or, which I would agree with yeah. in that capacity. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I don't agree with necessarily the premise. And then it says, um, There's a stigma that public schools are where children are taught to hate Jesus. And so they said that's why people started homeschooling. So this is, I mean, this is a rabbit trail we could run down forever. (laughs) Um, I think that when you start throwing darts at people that go to public school or people that do homeschool or people that go to Christian schools, it's honestly a preference, and I think that people got to be able to do what they feel is right. I do think that I want to talk about a different topic, though. I want to talk about, I feel like there's a generation that really inherently, and I think they really wanted what was best for their children, but their approach to that was keeping their children from anything that could harm them.
1: Yeah. Whereas
0: I feel like that shift has come a lot in the church, especially a lot in people. Um, I mean, I led that hardcore. I went to Christian school from second through fifth grade. Did I like it? Not really. I wanted to go to public school. Um, we wore uniforms, and I always wore Jordans because it was the only thing we were allowed to have was black shoes. So I, my mom and dad always hooked me up. They yeah. always surprised me at the time. I didn't know. Now I appreciate it um, uh, because I can't afford. I, I, I don't the shoes that they bought me uh, back then. I got to save up for them now. Yeah. Um, my point is, I did. I didn't. I I didn't care for it, but it wasn't that. For any particular reason. I just always like public school. I've always been like I've always liked that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm kinda like I'm the kids, I'm my kids, not because I'm a pastor, but I'm their number one pastor in their life. If they're being taught stuff in school, they're gonna ask dad. You're saying, Well, you're letting it warp their minds. My kids live in a home where God is in the middle. Yeah. They uh, they're gonna have to make their own choices. And so I don't get intimidated by what schools teach, whether it's uh sexual preferences or books in the library, those things do not control my children. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I've never had the approach of protecting them from things. I've always had the approach of um, like not introducing, but letting them experience things and having the conversations when they had the questions or explaining things. Um, Not saying one is right or wrong. I'm saying that's, well, actually, I think there's a part of me that believes that is the right way to do it, to be honest, or I wouldn't do it that way. Um, If I didn't believe that, I wouldn't. My wife, she can teach. We've never once considered homeschool, especially after COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a no after COVID. We were like, man, uh, we we're we cannot wait for these kids to go back to school. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, this isn't me speaking against homeschool or for public school or against Christian schools or for Christian schools. This is me saying the bigger issue is there's a generation that their parents did things to protect them from the influence of the outside. Mm-hmm. And now they're saying it's hindered them in their life. And there's a lot more to this article than that, but I want to keep it right there. Is, um, what's what's too much, man? Or is there too much freedom in that? People say, well, I do whatever I want with my kids. I think that's part of the problem sometimes yeah, is that the kids, it's not that you should, as a parent, it's not about taking away their right, but at what point should the kid have a right? Like when they get older, if there are, is there is abuse and nobody could ever know about it, or if nobody ever finds out, now these kids are 18 years old and they've, you know, there's public stories like this yeah. that have happened in homes where it's been almost like its own convent. Nobody knows about anything and then these kids end up getting abused. And I know these are very extreme mm-hmm. places but you and I both youth pastored yeah and it is 100 accurate that every kid that I youth pastored that was homeschooled had a different social climate and a different social expectation than kids who didn't yeah period mm-hmm. is that a slam no it's not that's like me telling you you're going to be in great shape, but you never have to go to the gym, and you never have to eat vegetables, and you never have to eat clean protein, and you can eat all the sugar you want. and Don't go to the gym. Well, you're like that doesn't make sense. So that's my point. You can't put your kid in in social environments that are very targeted and isolated, and expect them to be well rounded. rounded. Yeah, that's that's my take on it.
1: And I know there's a lot of um, you know, I know I know some parents that homeschool and they're they're part of these things called co-ops. Yeah, and so they get together with other homeschool yeah. kids, and they have this social environment and that and that kind of. And I think that's all
0: but needed
1: would you agree the environment's still limited in that sure yeah right yeah. because you're getting a
0: particular type of person particular kid everybody's kind of on the same page with that um yeah and that's so your environments are still limited yeah i'm not against homeschooling i want to make that very clear oh, yeah, yeah. i'm saying when they're, when you read it you kind of understand to a degree what they're saying and that there is an isolation to it and probably leaves them a little bit feeling vulnerable as they get older unless they've had those. And a lot of these, there's some, I mean, and the, the churches i Youth used passionately were all big churches. Yeah. And so it wasn't like these kids didn't have big youth groups. They had hundred or hundreds of kids around them. Yeah. All the time. But when you keep them in that, those kids, you keep them in a church environment, those kids, um, school sc- co-op environments. Those are great environments,
1: but are they well-rounded environments? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah I know like for for us you know we yeah we we do public school too because I think there's a lot of uh you know i am at the same time yeah trying to teach my kids you know the biblical moral compass, but also at the same time you you know we we live in the world we're not of it, but we live in the world and I think there's a level of it ain't going so, work no, it's not no yeah that's I mean look outside would you it's, <laughs> <laughs> we're being attacked Canada's attacking <laughs> um love you Canada yeah exactly uh but yeah it's it's there's been so many teaching moments already in my kids' lives because they're a part of public school, and that's a good thing because I think it does open up conversations uh in our home that are needed. yeah, you know the number one thing I think I've loved about my kids being in a public
0: school and listen, I can smell the criticism <laughs> all of the I'll tell you what's what's disturbed me is that we think that certain people have trouble with the religious things that are being taught in public school. I know people who claim to know Jesus that have trouble with some of the racial things being taught in public schools. Yeah. So, it isn't just about Jesus. It's yeah. about character, integrity, yeah. what's right and wrong. And that's where I love, for my kids, one thing i I tell you that I really love about um, being in those realms, I mean, my kids experience bullying like anybody else. My kids experience people doing awful things. And, and like, there's nothing wrong, again, how you determine to do this, there's nothing wrong with it. What I'm saying is, you can only protect so far. And I don't think you just throw them in the deep end by any means. I think if you feel like God's called you to homeschool your kid and homeschool your kid, Yeah, you know, that's what you feel like doing, do it. But I do think that there is a, um, a social benefit, um, to making sure that our kids are in environments that aren't all kids that think, act and believe the way they act. Cause like for my kids, the stuff that adults have trouble with, my kids don't even think about, it's just their norm. Mm-hmm. And accepting it is different than, letting it be a hindrance. So it's not that they accept that as a, as a way, but it's just not a hindrance for them to love people yeah. like it is for adults. It's yeah. not a big stumbling block for them to love people.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think um, also to add to, you know, just to, as, as a, I don't know. I, I think there's also times where, you know, you've got homeschooled kids that are incredibly intelligent. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because they get such an intensive uh, education at times. I'm not saying that's always the case, but it absolutely happens where, you know, homeschooled kids are shoo, really smart and uh, you know, to their benefit. So there are great reasons for people that have homeschooled. Yeah. Period. They're great reasons. Yeah. Um
0: I am just a big advocate of like the way I'm wired is I want to be able to communicate with anybody yeah. at any time about anything and about Jesus. I wanna be able to have that. I can't go to Greece and do that. I can't go to Turkey and do that. I can't go to Russia. I don't know the language. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes when we take our kid out of the social circles, they lose the language of the culture and it's, they struggle to kind of be able to relate yeah. in their own life. Not, well, can you talk to that kid? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about isolating them to where they push these practices and beliefs and then they don't really have to. You, we can push practices and beliefs on our kids, but they have to form their own. Mm-hmm. I can't pull my kid out of every environment that is stimulating and protect them yeah. Um, if that's the reason I would say, well, let's think twice because maybe that's not what's best for him. Maybe protecting him is not what's best. Maybe it's endurance. Man, I'll tell you, there's more than one time I've wanted to jump on a school bus and, you know, yell at a kid for the way he's talked to my kid. Have I ever done it? No. Have I ever gotten close? No. Yeah. I coach kids. I've never once disrespected a kid to his face. Never will. hmm Even when I know they were the ones bullying other kids, but I'll talk to them and show them love. And I think that, um, we can create those environments as coaches and in different things, but, you know, I think it's just an interesting dynamic. I just, I think my synopsis on this whole thing is, I think Christians need to be as much a part of the world without being in it, so that we can make an impact, not just get people saved. No, so we can know the people we're trying to to be neighbors with and friends with and love. And I got people in my life that I would. There's more. There's people in my life I'd rather be around than others because I'm a human, and there's some people that I click with better. Period. Yeah. Do I love everybody? Yeah. Is there some people that I have to work hard to love more? You better believe it. They rub mm-hmm. you wrong. Yeah, they do. Why? Because I'm a human, and some people take me off. Yeah, you right. Yeah, do I tell him no? But does it get at me? I can't let it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think like those are things you learn when you're in those circles and environments where you just are kind of under stress sometimes. I'm not saying throw them into the fire, but I like of, of schools. But I do think it's important. You know, even for us as adults to not retreat from every environment that we feel is dangerous. But sometimes being in those places where you grow, you grow in those things. Yeah. Not yeah. all the time. Yeah, but. and
1: I think. Yeah, I think creating environments for your children where they can learn those lessons. You know, I think, I think as a parent, it is kind of your job and yeah, public school creates that. But I also think taking the onus as a parent to create environments where you can teach valuable lessons. And in order to do that, your kid kind of has to fail sometimes. Oh yeah. kid has to struggle. Your, Your kid has to experience challenge and it has to be stretched and they have to rise to the occasion or, not rise to the occasion and and experience the you know the downfall from that yeah. or the negative side effects of that and and uh so i think regardless of whether you're public school homeschool whatever it's what can we do to create those yeah. environments for, our, for our children yeah that's a good point well hey moving on to something
0: i think is very important i want to talk about slimy salad <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay the shifts in this in this I podcast that was smooth <laughs> yeah real smooth that wasn't super i felt smooth. like we were, that was like a perfect hey, you segue know what? uh just deep thought about children thought the next generation let's talk about, about <laughs> y'all ever get salad from the store and, <laughs> and you
0: open it up and there's like one piece that's just slimy yeah and you're like Dah. Yeah. and then the rest of it's good i know you don't you don't eat salad
1: no i don't of yeah us, we, actually yeah i don't know why i'm saying yeah, to any of this. yeah. i don't know i was like you don't even qualify all. this huh. conversation has nothing to do with you bro but it proves my point well, this my point is you don't eat <laughs>
0: slimy salad, but everybody's had it. We opened that bag, and you're like, come on, man! Like I had it this week. I opened it up, and it was like this thing. As like, salad should not smell like this, and it wasn't. It was enough slimy to where I was like, I'm not even picking the pieces out. Because you can pick the pieces out, and it's still good for you. Mm. So I read an article, and it it was like, you pick the pieces out, you're still good. Because it's a concern. Because I eat salad. There's times the bags are slimy, and you're like, I can't have this. So it's like mold on
1: bread. You just get rid of it. Well,
0: it's a bacteria. Yeah. Bacteria is all over your salad. No matter how much you wash it, it may get the bugs and rocks off, but there's still bacteria. Sure. Right? And so I eat a lot of spinach, but we get those bag salads sometimes, and um, they're delicious. But, you know... It just gets you. Like, come on, man! You trying to rip me, bro? Y'all trying to put this due date on here? You know, <laughs> you go to the defense mechanism. Um, yeah. But you know, it says if more than half is slimy, toss it. Don't eat it. So say it with me: Toss it. Don't eat it. There toss you go. It. Toss it. Don't eat it. Toss it. Don't eat it. <laughs> I keep trying to sneak in these ASMR moments. Keep the good moments. stuff. Toss keep it. it. Keep the good stuff. <laughs> toss it. Don't eat it. Keep the good stuff. Anyway, slimy salad. Toss yeah. it. Don't eat it. Keep the good stuff. More than 50% Toss it all <laughs> Hey Y'all will thank me Cause when are y'all yeah. Gonna open it Somebody's gonna open up A nasty If you open up A nasty bag of salad Just just, just yeah. tag us Cause I'd like to know And maybe give you A shout out yeah. Maybe send you A bag of salad <laughs> Maybe we'll be there Maybe if if, you, if if Harris Teeter Walmart ain't gonna do you right We got your back Walmart oh, take anything back though. If it ain't open, they'll take care of it, man. Oh yeah, they're good about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I'm not a paid sponsor, nor am I saying to shop there. I'm saying that's one place I have gotten nasty salad, and they have done their due diligence to make it right. That's, that's all good. I'm saying. That's not. That's not a uh, an activist push. That's not a political push. That's not a vote for a president. That's just saying that Walmart's taking back nasty <laughs> salad. You feel me? <laughs> that's all it is. That's all it is. Yeah. I'm an American. Uh, I'm a middle class guy, and we shop there because it helps us save money. Okay? There you go. Save money, live better. And they shop for you now. Yeah. I don't know if I live better, but (laughs) they're just everywhere. It's like 7-Eleven. So we have a weekend coming up this weekend at Palms called Unity Weekend. Yep. So everybody knows what it's about. Um, Years and years ago, when I first started the church, God spoke to me and said, you're going to be a part of racial reconciliation with the church in America. And I'm thinking, okay, this is great. And at the time, you know, we were living in the oceanfront um we are living in one of the most dangerous housing projects in virginia beach but for me i never thought of it like that these are neighbors like these are people we dearly love we still have connections i never looked at it as like i'm never that guy that leaves my house like i'm going to mission field and it's like no nah, bro these are my neighbors these are people i love yeah. i still love them i go back uh all the my na- it's just like you go back, i go back to my neighborhood all the time and say what's up to uh, people that i know because they're they're like friends that are like family they really are um And God spoke that to me, and I was like, oh, that's cool, man. Like, looking forward to it. Like, whatever that means, you know? Like, I'm in, God. Whatever you need. And I've been given an opportunity by Bishop Derek Greer and Bishop uh, McBath, Courtney McBath, and um, there's a a lot of great, great leaders across the nation that are part of this. But Unity Weekend is this weekend. There's over 126 churches and pastors that are speaking this out of Galatians. Now, we're all speaking out of the same text, but we're all preaching messages that God put on our heart. Yeah. So it's cool. It's very here's the text but we're all preaching. It's such a unified thing. It's really cool. And that's there's cool. outreaches going on this weekend um all over the place. There's actually some here in, in the city. So really excited about that. Really excited about what God is doing. Really excited about being a part of that. Um and I bring that up because we're just in such a boycott. And it's now it used to be cancel culture. Everybody said cancel culture, but really that's just cancel culture is just a byproduct of I don't want to hear you, so I'm going to cancel you. I don't agree with you, so I'm going to cancel you, which is the exact opposite of what God's asked us to do. And then boycotts are now another word you're hearing. So what? We boycott Bud Light, boycott Target, um, boycott... Uh, who do we say we we're just going to boycott it a minute ago? I thought I, I was remember. going to boycott somebody. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, but anyway, we're always talking about boycotting, <laughs> and we're always talking about you know, um, just kind of doing whatever we want when we want. So there was this video that surfaced of Chick-fil-A's CEO, Dan Cathy, who was rubbing off Lecrae's shoes. Oh, yeah. And have you seen that? Yeah. So Lecrae is a, you know, hip hop artist. He's reach records. He's, um, you know, a rapper and, um, well known, especially within, you know, the Christian world, but now he's mainstream now more so. And, Anyway, he shined Lecrae's shoes in 2020 during a plea for people to fight against racial injustice. And this was, it was, it came right after um, several Chick-fil-A's were smashed up during the Black Lives Matter protests in Atlanta, right? So it was his way of kind of going out of his way to do that, apparently. Well, Chick-fil-A is recently hired, you know the story already? You're a little bit.
1: Him, I mean, I haven't like deeply. So yeah.
0: I don't know how recently, but they said this person has been working for them for a while. Maybe they just officially gave him a title, but they hired what they would call an executive over diversity, equality, and inclusion, what they call DEI. Yeah. And so now people who said, I don't really know what woke means.
1: <laughs> Do you know what it means? Uh, yeah. So I tell mean, me, what does from, it mean when you're woke? From the level of, well, I mean, it has like, I guess it has a dual meaning. So, you know, whether it, it's a, it's really a politically charged phrase from the extreme right talking about how the extreme left operates. And so they would call them. You woke. know, it's woke culture or it's woke, you know, it's give me an example of something woke. Oh, you got a lot of like the LGBTQ plus things. That's so all the woke? right, the right would call that woke, the gotcha. woke agenda is okay. what the extreme right would call the extreme left. Okay, exactly. You know. All right. So that's what
0: I kind of thought, but I appreciate that history lesson clarification. Yeah, you're we welcome. all thank you. Um so he's been Dan Cathy and Chick fil A is now being criticized by on the right of the woke movement. The Right of the Woke movement is criticizing him for hiring somebody. I'm trying to kind of understand it because this person they hired would be an advocate for the trans and queer people, and that's what the article was saying, and that's that this would conflict with the company's values. And so there's people—I feel like there's people that are upset that they hired somebody to do this. Uh, I think there's two sides to it. One, I think people are upset, and they're saying we're going to cancel— I mean, they've tried to boycott Chick-fil-A for the last 15 years. How well has that worked, right? Yeah. You can tell people all you want, but when you start messing with people's food, <laughs> you can say, I'm not buying that shirt. But when you start messing with people's chicken sandwiches, they, their religion goes out the window uh, or their belief not belief in God. you know how many atheists were sitting in that line right when they tried to, um, remember they had that that big push? I think it was uh, it, w- it was the gay community, right? They said, we're not going to, like, we were going to all boycott Chick-fil-A and like the lines were all the way the road. Yeah. You can't tell me that no gay people were in those lines. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey,
1: chicken's chicken. And you can't I mean, tell me
0: that when they when all the Christians say we're going to boycott Target, there's no Christians purchasing <laughs> <laughs> items at Target on Friday night when they ran out of milk. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. come on, man. Everybody is just talking and we talk a lot. And we say, well, "I am boycotting." Well, this is the thing. It's it's all of us. It's not Christians. It's not the you know, LGBTQ community. It's not um, the woke community or the slept community or whatever you want to call it. It's none of that. It's like everybody. We're just kind of all like, man, we're going to cancel. We're going to boycott. And so I don't really I think I'm, I'm struggling to understand this because I'm thinking, OK, this guy, Dan Cathy, polished the craze shoes, shine them up and say we all need to be shining the shoes of all these, you know, these 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 different people and different things. And oh, we all do this stuff. And now. There's a co- part of the culture who's upset because they're saying, well, why'd you hire this DEI person? Because you should have this in your company. It shouldn't be something you have to do, which, okay. And then so, you have these yeah. other people who say, well, this this particular individual, um, I don't know. He's, it's, they it's,
1: say that he's held the position for three years. That's
0: what I'm saying. They said it yeah. was something for years, and I don't know, now it's just kind of gaining a spotlight. Yeah. So part of the – there's two arguments. One is saying, well, this guy should, shouldn't should have to be there if they already have this in their organization. The other one is mad because they're saying, well, why would we include certain people that we don't believe that align with the company's values? So there's no way to win is what I'm saying. Yeah. Do You feel me? Yeah. And this brings me back to my point. We're a boycott and cancel culture, and it's just destroying. It's what All that is a fancy word for hate. Mm-hmm. I'm over it, man. We don't accept people. Yeah. <clears throat> so let me ask you as a Christian, why would you boycott Target because of their gear? Because they're promoting things you don't agree with? That's why you would boycott them, because they're promoting something you don't agree with. So I'm going to not buy from them. That's your preference, and you're allowed to do that. Let's talk about somebody who is gay that's going to boycott Chick-fil-A because of their beliefs. You're saying, I'm not going to support them because they do not support me. Yeah. Those are public things. But how many private entities do you pay your cable bill to, your utility bill to? What cities do you live in? What contractors do you get to come work on your house? If you start looking at the details of what people believe and what they stand for, how many people, how much will we have to do on our own without the help of anybody else who doesn't think like us, look like us, act like us, talk like us, yeah, have any background like us? If you're white and you have no air conditioning, and I had an air conditioner that was broke and... um. Somebody that was black came to work on it, and if I'm a racist, you're gonna say don't work on my don't work on my AC, man. I got this. It's 100 degrees out, but I'm good. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Or if you're black and you have uh, a broken air conditioning, you have a, a white person come to your door and they're gonna fix it. Like, I don't want white people in my house. Yeah. You see what happens is we boycott the things that are comfortable publicly, but if it's private, nobody will know about it. I'm just curious how strong our standards are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how strong do we really hold up?
1: Yeah, no. I, 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 that's true yeah, character.
0: Yeah. Standing up for it when nobody else sees it. Well, I think, yeah. Not putting it on,
1: you know, social and saying I'm not buying from Target for three years.
0: Yeah, you know, we've been saying that for years.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's clearly a, a large majority that does subscribe to that. I think, you know, because Target lost what? Like, I mean, billions. How many billions? So... It's tricky. It really is tricky. And I, I and I think like when well, Bud Light's reeling, right? We talked about this a little bit last week. Yeah, that's like what's really we, we, we you know, But I, is I, it really the is it
0: really a shift in belief or is it more is the culture more about the boycott and canceling or is it more about standing for what
1: you believe? Well, you can go even deeper into this. So if you go really deep into this, you have really really big companies like True Vanguard and BlackRock um that essentially are the like largest shale- shareholders of all of these companies and they're on record on video record saying we are forcing companies to to do this like we're 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 forcing behaviors is what i think the ceo of blackrock said so is ai you know, involved no ai is <laughs> not involved but you know the, the this guy's on video record saying we are forcing behaviors and if you don't there will be financial like repercussions because of it so underneath all of it is money it's all money
0: so so all they are is jerseys on the team basically targets a jersey bud lights a jersey there's bigger shareholders There's bigger there's
1: there's bigger money than target behind all of this so so what's so
0: they're losing billions no matter how much you market yeah is that money ever coming back what's the point in all of it you know is it just is it is is the bigger point not even money but to push culture to to create an agenda i think
1: think so I mean, I, again i don't i don't know much any deeper than that i just know that's that's as far as my research has gone um yeah why i don't know but they are on record saying no we're forcing behaviors and we're requiring companies to do this and if they don't there's penalties for that so on so, the top the stream looks like it's a little rough but underneath
0: there's some big rocks that the streams are swirling around you put your feet in it's going to lift you out you know what i mean like you yeah. look at a water and you're like oh it looks like it's swirling yeah. a little bit and then you get in you realize it's six feet deep and it's like a Massive yeah. swirl of water underneath
1: here. But, but again, this is like this is the side of what you said last week. Was can you just make a product and not be political? Like, does that world also exist, or does every company have to be political now? Well, when Chick Fil A um, is getting like, pulled into it, and they have been as devout, yeah, and it's clean fine
0: line for a long time. Yeah, Like they've been, they've been in straight line for a long time. And now getting pulled into this where they can't make anybody happy. They try to hire somebody, um, to, for inclusion and then groups are mad about that. And then group, you know what I mean? You can't, both sides are upset with you. Yeah. It's just kind of a hodgepodge of trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it does get very confusing Mm -hmm. because you, you kind of, you can't do anything right. And yeah, there's a control somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it's. It just seems like it all happened at once. <laughs> it's not like all of a sudden yeah. the agenda's changed. This has been going on for years, but why now? Yeah. Well, it's more forward than it has been. Do y'all remember when Lil Nas X released shoes that had his blood in them? Or not his blood. The, 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 did, you remember, did you hear about yeah. this? Yeah. He had shoes that were made, Nikes that were made, custom Nikes, and I watched some unboxings on YouTube. And the one guy opened, I was like, bro, these things are so demonic. I got to throw them away. Yeah. He threw them away. And they were like $900 shoes or something crazy. Yeah. It had uh, blood in the actual shoe. In the soul. Real
1: blood. Yeah.
0: From real people. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's. I feel like this is, I mean, you're thinking, well, that's an extreme. Is it? I mean, it seems like it's all just, Yeah. it's just marketing and it's kind
1: of shock and awe too a little bit yes. yeah marketing is has a level now of shock well I, I say now it always has there's always been you know if uh you know what's the saying uh even bad press is still pre- what's yeah. the saying? bad can't press can't is still good press still, or something like that yeah. yeah something like that but it's and you know and that your name's getting out there that always true it really does um well how know. much did you tell me mark uh target lost because did you tell me this from
0: shoplifting was that you? I read an article, and the amount of money they lost from shoplifting was astronomical. It was like $500 million. Was that Target or Walmart? I don't know, but that's unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Just from shoplifting. I did not know people were that smooth. Well, there's well, there's places now that, again, in the, it, where you can... You and that's can, not a compliment, you, but... You can shoplift up to a certain amount, and they what? won't press charges. That's yeah. a thing? Yeah, that's a thing. It's like 600 – some places like $600 worth of merchandise what? where you can just walk out and they won't. So stores are now having to invent uh, because of certain rules in certain states um, because of those kind of weird new laws where they can't prosecute these people. Um, they're coming out with these shopping carts that as soon as you pass the threshold, the wheels don't work anymore.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. You have people carrying – dude, when I worked at Walmart when I was in high school um, – We've had people, I mean, we had people still just about anything you can imagine. We had people ask for jewelry and take off uh, out of the case. We had people one time, I'll never forget it. It was somebody who brought like a uh, f- uh, flea and it was like a bunch of flea and tick stuff for their dog. And they tried to return it to Walmart, but clearly they stole it from somewhere. And it was this heaping amount, like hundreds of dollars of flea and tick like collars and stuff. Yeah. And uh, they caught them. They're like, this isn't, you know, this is stolen products or whatever. And these people were like arguing with them. They took out and I was the stock boy. So I like push carts and stock shelves. And so I was, I saw all of it and you really can't do anything. Cause I wasn't, you know, running security or nothing, but that was back in, you know, late nineties, man, people were, you know, heisting from local Walmart trying to, you know, make hundos on flea and tick collars. <laughs> so it was like, man, people are, I think a part of it is, um, There's just no. There's just a. There's just a. I think you know. There's a lot of things I could say, but the reality is, I. I think there's just a lot of law that is doesn't exist anymore, and I think there's a lot of reason for it, and it's some of it's good reason. Um, we just got to out a way to fix the system, help people, yeah. help people that are hurting, and um, I don't know. There's just a million different ways you go with that, but yeah. Um, I don't know. Today, even with this whole smog thing, I was like, man everything feels so close to COVID still. You're like, you know, all the sports teams are practicing inside and everything kind of shut down. You're like, man, here we go. You just kind of feel like you never know when you wonder if normal is ever coming back and you realize that it has been normal. But then one day of something random, it it quickly takes you back to a place where you can feel that quick, just isolated again. Yeah. And I just think that the world is Satan knows that the darkest place for everybody's life will be isolation. And I feel like when, whether it's, Everything feels so isolating. Everything feels isolating, whether it's boycotting places and turning them off to your life or um, turning your back. I mean, you name it. Everything just feels so isolating. You know what I mean? And uh, we were talking about the malls and how nostalgic. And I think it's because they were just so simple. Hmm. You know? It was yeah. before the days of internet shopping. Like if I wanted something, a certain team, like I was a big Detroit Lions fan and Barry Sanders fan growing up. So I used to go to Shank and Tittle which is a store here we have on a couple of spots on the East coast and uh, the Cumberland mall. And I used to go there and I loved it because you couldn't get stuff online. Like East Bay catalog was just starting to come out, you know? So it was like, you couldn't get stuff online, man. So you had to go like take care of business in the store and you had to hope they could order it or hope they had it in there. And, and I don't get wrong. I love the internet. I love being able to order, but there's just simplicity to life that every generation I feel like we've lost. And it just creates a lot of confusion. And I feel like people get lonelier the more there is because it's harder Mm -hmm. to kind of identify how to get connected or how to be seen. You feel me? Yeah, I know that's kind of off a deep end here of what we're talking about, but I just feel like it's all connected. You know, like it's at the end of the day, you flesh you struggle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, the darkness, the spiritual world. That is what yeah. we actually fight against. And at the end of the day, Satan's trying to make people very lonely, very mad, very hateful, and he's winning. I mean, the Bible says this is his domain; the earth is his. Yeah, but God's the victor, man. Hey, final thought. Here's my final thoughts. All right, so how to enter the contest for the free fit. This is what you're going to do. you got to go and follow Brandon Shank on Instagram and go and follow Palms. Do I got an echo? Palms. Oh. <laughs> I like it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> go and follow Brandon Shank. Go and follow Palms. All right, tonight at 6 p.m. there's going to be a post about this merch drop. You have to like and save the post. And then if you tag us in stories, it's going to be a bonus entry. So gotcha. like Brandon Shank on Instagram. Like Palms Church. Like and save the post It's dropping tonight at six PM. And then the bonus entries if you tag us in the story. And uh when are we chosen, you get the whole gear. You get the whole fit, baby. She the, the whole fit. Let's go. Let's go twenty fourteen, <laughs> baby. Let's go. <laughs> the gear is hot. Can't wait for y'all to see it. But um listen, God is faithful. Uh don't let the the things around us rattle your soul. You know, keep your souls fresh. I have been reading um this book I was reading, I was just sharing with somebody today, it was talking about this this guy that was hired to take care of this creek this this that flowed down this mountain, and it was a place where it would go through villages, and it would nourish villages, and the animals would drink from it, and the town got together and said, we really don't need this guy to work this, this water anymore because it's just a waste of our money, so the guy no longer was hired to work the water reservoir or the creek, and so over time the trees would fall in it. Debris would get in it and it would be, it would be dammed up at certain places and the water started to get uh, gross and uh, stagnant and the animals stopped drinking from it. And the towns could no longer nourish from it. And it became almost an eyesore. And so the town got back together and said, Hey, let's, Let's uh, hire this guy back to clean the stream up because we now see that it had a bigger need than what we knew. And so the the, the guy came back, he cleaned it up, the animals started drinking from it again, everything around it turned green again, the towns that the water flowed through started drinking from it, it nourished everybody. And the whole premise of the story was like, that's actually our soul and how Mm -hmm. we're wired is that when that river is clean, God can do amazing things in us. There's a flow. There's a freshness. It refreshes others. It refreshes us. But when it's not, we've got to know. And I think right now there's a lot of people, we're not bad people. You love God, and maybe you don't, but it's not that you're doing everything wrong. It's not that you've made a ton of bad decisions and you're at fault for everything. It's just I think our souls need rest. Yeah. We just need refreshed. Yeah. You know? Um, And whatever it takes to hire that guy back to clean it, I think for us, it's just finding that spot to rest. And this is a hard one for me because I don't like... I don't like to rest. Um uh, but I think you got to find what is restful. Mm-hmm. You know, dilute the noises, clear out the sounds. I was talking to one of my buddies today. I was telling him how sometimes I get texts late at night and he's like, "Man, by then my uh phone is already on silent." And uh, I was like, "Man, that's it's so simple, but it's so true. Like at night, at certain times, put your phone on silent, and don't look at it. If it buzzes, you don't know about it, you know?" Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds um Like there's nothing prophetic or deep about that, but it's just little things like that. My mind doesn't even trigger, you know? I'm not working at 10.30 at night, but if you get a text at 11.30 from somebody and you read it, you're working in some ways, right? Yeah, Yeah. It's that adrenaline. So um, find rest, man. Clear up that river. Let that reservoir be the thing that refreshes your life. Let me pray over you. Lord, I just thank you for each and every person listening. Pray they would know that you love them, that God, you created our souls to have union with you. And God, I pray that they would find rest and peace. And we love you and we thank you. Jesus' name, amen. Hey six o'clock tonight drops we'll see y'all soon this Sunday 9 1030 Palms can't wait to be with y'all miss you love you guys see you next week right here on the podcast.